This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys and another on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, milestones. Watch your step. Plus, Biz does not want Ellis's popcorn, and Teresa has a dirty mouth. Woo! You went to a new high register there. I did I? Yeah. Good. That was exciting. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. How about everybody else? (laughs) Send your emails about the woos. Care of one bad mother at... Yeah. Let's send them to Jesse at Send them to Jesse. <laughs> you don't like it. Send it to the boss. Um, how are you, Teresa? You're glowing still. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I... <laughs> Anybody just tuning in, Teresa's, uh, we're entering definitely, definitely we're entering identifiable yeah. pregnancy. Oh, that. Well, I mean, well, that darkness is coming. Don't worry. Well, I was <laughs> thinking about like... the darkness of because Jesse's on tour right now, yeah. so I'm solo. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm totally pregnant. I'm wearing, like, a full-on <laughs> pregnancy outfit that I bought at, like, motherhood maternity yeah. or something <clears throat> when I was pregnant with Simon. I was just nice. telling Biz, I think this is what I wore to my first baby shower. Thank goodness you just had that still hanging around. Yeah, because these... it's 100 degrees today. Speaking and, of glowing. Yeah. Um, no, but so, okay. I went to the dentist for just like my normal teeth cleaning mm-hmm. and I'm still really pissed about it. Oh. And I love my dentist. Okay. Like, I think he's great. Um, but, and I've been going to him for a while, but like with Oscar, when I was pregnant with Oscar, I just like kept getting like sort of like bad reports from him. Mm. Like, and like, I generally just have pretty good teeth. I was just lucky to be born with pretty good teeth. Yeah. And I just, like, haven't had a lot of issues with my teeth. And I do kind of pride myself on that, like, getting sure. getting a checkup at the dentist. And they say, like, everything looks great. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. And But when I was <laughs> pregnant with Oscar, that was not happening. Mm, and right. um, so I was, like, or maybe it was with Simon. And then with Oscar, I made, like, a concerted effort to, like, make sure I was flossing every single day. And, right. like, much more on the ball. And yet I still like even like right after giving birth to Oscar, like I had he was like, you know, you really need to like work on your whatever flossing, whatever. Right. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, is it just because I'm getting older? Like I've been doing everything. I've been yeah, taking really good care of my teeth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I figured out was that I had like pregnancy gingivitis, which yeah. is like a real thing. A real like thing. your teeth get really bad when you're pregnant yes. for some people. And then, like, six months after, like, postpartum, after Oscar, I went back in for a regular teeth cleaning. And sure enough, it was like nothing bad had ever happened. It was there just like, okay, great. You're doing great. Great checkup. Like, done. And I hadn't changed a thing right. about what I was doing. So now, pregnant again, going back for teeth cleaning. And I'm like, okay, I'm still doing all my normal stuff. But, like, I know that he might, like, notice right. that I'm having some problems again. And um, I mentioned to him, yeah, I don't know, because, like, I'm pregnant and whatever. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, how often, how's your flossing? Because, like, there's some bleeding and... Which is caused by the pregnancy. I know. And so I said, 
I I said I'm I said I floss every night. Oh, I'm crossing I know my about arms. This. I know. I'm crossing my I arms. I know. And I said I floss every night. And he went so far as, and this is of course always like with your mouth open, so you yeah. can't like actually have a normal, <laughs> dignified human conversation. Pregnant, laying on your back. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he is like cleaning my teeth. And he's like, well, it. He says it like this. It could be what they call pregnancy gingivitis. Um, and then just like kind of trails off and I'm like like my mouth is open that is exactly what it is yeah. because I oh, and I was just like I floss every night and he's like yeah. okay and so then like at the end of the checkup he's still just like well um so just really work on that flossing and it's like he a just weird... did not believe me it was like he knew about it I that which made it even worse it's like it was like he weird... knew that this was a thing but he just didn't believe that that was what was actually <laughs> happening here it's like a weird confessional moment yeah like there like there's like there's something about like dent like getting your teeth cleaned like dental hygiene and like the eye exam and we like Teresa and I I don't know if we joked <laughs> on the show about this but we do it all the time where like you go get the eye exam they're like is it better here Right. Or is it better here? And you're like, and you're like uh, I, either uh, way, it's uh, wrong. Uh, I'm wrong. This one? This is this one? right? No, yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I always expect the optometrist to be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> it was this one. You're, it's the same. Oh, is it better? Yeah. Now? Like, you feel like you're yeah. being tricked. Yeah. And there's something about being at the dentist that seems like super confessional. We're yeah. like, like, like they, but like, here's the thing as the, as the queen of dental work, uh, it, it is, I'm, it is related to pregnancy. It is. You, like, you get more bleeding in your yeah. gums. You get more, like, sensitivity. Like, all this more, sort like, of staining. Stuff. There's They've more plaque totally build started There's... tying a huge, over the last, like, 10 years, there's yeah. been a huge medical dental tie-in now yeah. about oral health and, like, your health when you're pregnant. Yeah. There's, like, studies everywhere. Totally. It's, like, a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, I just, it, yeah, that is super frustrating <gasps> and like there's nothing like feeling sort of dismissed when you know you're putting in the effort yes i'm sorry i mean who cares at a certain well, extent right. i'm still doing all the same stuff i'm still going you in to get my teeth cleaned. i know i'm fine right. but it just made me mad there's just like a hint of judging oh in there. there's open judging <laughs> open open judging dentists are great at that That's even the just, nicest just ones are great my at that oreos and go get my teeth going get my money's worth get my money's worth that's the only time you <laughs> ever eat oreos <laughs> i can right hate oreos the dentist. i hate or the oreos make my body hurt in my 40s they don't yeah. make me feel good so i just save them up for special times like teeth cleaning oh that's yeah nice. you're welcome uh, <laughs> how are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm trying to think of other horrible things that I might do to see very specific doctors. Mm, yeah. And then my mind went some That's, places that I've chosen that, not yeah. to share. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not do that. Not this show. <laughs> uh, I am okay. So this is like one of those weird, I don't have anything like super deep to talk about. There's sometimes we do. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm really struggling. Yeah. Guess what, guys? I am. Uh, but that's <laughs> not what I'm going to talk about today. I've decided I'm going to tell you guys one of those like, oh, there's a weird, gross parenting thing. Okay. That is just going to be, it's going to be a cute story. Oh, good. Cute and cute. gross. Yeah. Great. You know, it's like one of those, what do you call it? Where you like share a little parenting story, a little quip. Oh, this is definitely one of those things that I could share with no one else out in the world because, mm. like, they would be like, "Hey, that's gross," and uh-huh. B, who gives a shit? Okay. So, Ellis, uh, second child, uh, having some trouble going to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Um, just general, two and a half, almost yep. three. Goes uh, with the territory. Behavior. Anyway, so over the last like couple of months, 
when he's laying down and I'm like finishing up with the last song and about to say goodnight, he's like sticking his fingers in his mouth. And like, mm. I just decided, like I gave, I gave it a couple of, don't, don't put your fingers in your mouth. And then I was just like, ah, fuck it. Okay. He's not a yeah. thumb sucker. He never, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't have pacifiers. Like, I don't think this is going to yeah. develop into anything weird. Yeah. Also, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your room. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Anyway, but so he'll be sticking his fingers <laughs> in his mouth. And I was like, I'm going to ignore this and keep going. Uh, and then he takes it out and he, like, he rubs it on his neck. Okay. Uh-huh. So he like Great. super slimy, <laughs> disgusting fingers. And he either like touches his ears with it or he rubs it on his neck. And I was like, and, like you just kind of watch it and you're like, good night, Alice. Yeah. Like, watching like, oh, that's really yeah. gross. But look at me. Look at me being cool. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Who cares? I don't, look how yeah. great and relaxed. I'm yeah. free ranging it, guys. Yeah. I think I'm just going to start to associate free-range parenting with things that are completely not free-range parenting. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Anyway, so uh, stick it, lick it, stick it, yeah. lick it, stick it, and lick it. And then he goes, <laughs> so fucking gross. He then just, like, reaches out to me with that disgusting hand. He's like, do you want some popcorn, mama? Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, Ellis. No, thank you. I don't want your, your popcorn. And then he... <laughs> But there was no actual he's popcorn. Di- no. He's then just he pretending his that he finger. has yeah. it's, like, it's like such a weird time of day to be doing it. It is. It's sticks weird. it in really wet again. Yeah. Rubs his leg. What about pizza? No. <laughs> like, I I don't. This is oh the most God. disgusting I'm so thing. glad I'm not in my first trimester. I know. I would be ill I right mean, now. Oh, so just like, so, so I'm like, God, that's, oh, God. you know, it's the kind of thing where you then close the door and you walk out and you're like, that is really right. weird and gross. Yeah, but good job not like being weird and judgmental to him. Oh, I have plenty of other things to be weird and judgmental <laughs> as we try and do the god-awful put-down process. Right, right, My right. rage is too seething about other things. But yeah. anyway, that's all I'm going to share today. Because I've decided to not focus on the real stressful things of parenting. Yeah. Because there's enough to stress out about as parents. There is. Especially uh, in the world of what we're going to talk about today on the show milestones. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Milestones. The more you say it, the weirder that word sounds, yeah. come to think of it. It yeah. seems totally unrelated to anything. But let's talk today about milestones. I think there are two camps of milestones. So let's talk about both of them. When you, when you hear milestones, what, do you, what, is the, what are the first things that come to mind in terms of children? Well, first I think of the like developmental milestones that they're checking for at all those like well baby checkups. Right. Um, Walking, so sitting, sitting up, up, rolling over, saying a word. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. That's yeah. one. That's Great. one. And then I think the other is the more emotional for us mm-hmm. <laughs> milestones, like the, life milestones. Life milestones. Yeah. Right. Goes to preschool. Goes to kindergarten. Goes to college. Right. Rides a bike. 
Um, Starts ignoring you for headphones. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about these. Uh, let's start, though, with developmental milestones. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I, these are all the ones that, you know, you go in. Usually our doctor always has a checklist. And you tick, 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 tick. Yeah. These are all, you know, happening. Are you worried about these? Whatever. Yeah. And they usually like like the rolling over, the talking, the yeah. saying mama, the, the walking, all yeah. that stuff. And you're usually given like a window in which this is supposed to be happening. And I think they're obviously good because they're they're good at helping, you know, especially new parents, uh, parents without a lot of experience, uh, maybe be able to catch developmental problems. Yeah, and for doctors to catch them, too, so that they can do, like, early intervention if they want to. Right. It's not like years go by and then they're like, oh, this kid never... Walked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So uh, so those are good. Right. But I also think... I, I just want to talk a little bit... I mean, I want to turn milestones into a bad thing. They're a good thing. I just think that, like, they also create a sense for me of not trusting myself Uh i feel like it can be like i found myself in situations where i'm like i really think everything's okay is it not you know should i be trusting my instincts as a parent about this or i really don't think something is right yeah uh and everybody's like no give it some more time it's not in the window so i feel like it they can be stressful for parents from a trusting yourself point of view as well as a how come every other kid in this room is doing this and I'm not doing it, right? Or I'm not doing it. I'm not talking yet. Uh, and my kid's not. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like it's a hotbed of uh, self-judging oh, yeah. and guilt. And judging. And, and judging. comparing your kids to other kids. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Did you have any did, were, did you have any moments with either of your kids where they weren't hitting a milestone? Yeah. Or? I mean, the, the only one I really remember was Simon taking him to his six-month well baby checkup, and he wasn't sitting up mm. yet right at six months, right. right when he turned six months, which <laughs> I wasn't concerned about Yeah, until the doctor was like, well, and next time we'll be looking for him sitting up because he's kind of lazy. Like, basically just, I mean, he didn't say it exactly like that, but he called him lazy. Right. Said he was being lazy because he wasn't already sitting up. <laughs> and... That did, and he, he was my first kid, and yeah. I was, I was, and that was one of the early milestones too. So it yeah. didn't, I didn't really think anything was wrong with Simon, but it did make me go, make me go like, is he lazy? Like, is huh? Is that something? And if, this kid has never been yeah. lazy. That is not a word I would use to describe <laughs> this kid. Like, and also lazy is not. I mean, it's kind of negative, but it's also. I don't know. It's, it's just a it's, lot with that. That let's talk about that okay. for a second because I do think that is a great example, especially at the six months where yeah. so new, so uh, new, and so many amazing things have happened right. already in yeah, the six first months six months. Of months. Boom! Like, you're like, oh my god, I yeah. have this like kid here now. Like yeah, I and, really, and you're starting to trust yourself yeah, as a parent yeah. a little. Like, you're finally yeah. getting a little into the into yeah. this parenting thing, this yeah. decision that has happened to you. Yeah, uh, at six months. Yeah, and I think. Having Having, like, even if there was no ill intention from the doctor, yeah. and let's all, we've talked about it a million times, yeah. 90% of the things people say to us have no ill intention associated right. with them. Absolutely. But whatever is happening to us at that moment yeah. is going to read that however. And I would have been on the phone with my mama in five seconds and uh-huh. been like, lazy. Are you yeah. saying that I'm lazy? Is this really a comment that I haven't been doing <laughs> enough tummy time? Am I doing something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it. that, like, it is impossible to walk away from that without, like, 
having that little feeling again, so it not trusting your instincts. Yeah. That like is maybe I should. Yeah. Is that weird? Be? Is he late? Is, is he this... lazy? Yeah. And it... what does that mean? Is what he going to be late with more Much, stuff? Should I Google this... six-month-old lazy babies? I know. Oh my god, I can't imagine what would come up if you Google that. <laughs> Let's not do that. Lazy six-month-old. Yeah. Let's get our expectations correct everybody yeah uh yeah that's tough that's right what about with oscar anything i don't really remember anything well, see, i have, a, I have yeah. two points about this okay <laughs> because a lot of milestones yeah. as my kids get older and i've got the two i yeah. don't even think about them. yeah it's over just gotta stop talking it's over. unless about it's like them. something traumatic yeah it's over like once they do it you're just like okay Whatever. they did that well, 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 katie yeah. i feel like i was paying attention to the milestones because oh, i'm so oh, competitive oh. i'm like yeah whoa yeah. nailed it right yeah. like, but with yeah. Alice, I'm like, I don't know. Is he here? Is he with me? Yeah. We're good. He's fine. Yeah. But for Katie Bell, at around 13, I guess it was around 13 months or 14 months, we went in and they were like, is she, you know, speaking? Is she using mm-hmm. like a, words? How many words? And she really wasn't. Mm-hmm. She, we had been speaking two languages at her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh Stefan and I, neither one of us spoke until we were. Will you just remind people, like, that? Because I don't think we've talked about this in a while. So, Stefan speaks. Yeah, so Stefan only speaks Swedish with the kids. With the kids. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Which we could do whole shows about how that can be frustrating uh, during disciplinary (laughs) situations. But also, that's a really interesting interesting, and cool thing. And, like, a very, it's a very specific approach. Like, he's not doing it because that's the only language he speaks. It's because you guys decided together that you were going to do that. Yeah, why not? But they Uh, also say that, like, kids who are learning two languages at first do take longer to start speaking because they're learning two languages at once. They're learning two languages. So, anyway, we go in. And th- this, it wasn't our normal pediatrician. It was one of the other pediatricians who had rotated in oh. uh, because ours was out. Yeah. And she, that always ends up being that fun. That never goes well, guys. <laughs> anyway, so she says, uh, well, here's a number. You should take her in for a speech. Uh, go start, whatever the word what? is, start checking now okay. for speech uh, problems because this is delays. Yeah. yeah. And Stefan and I were like, what? We didn't start talking until two. Yeah. And she speaks two languages. And it's not like we're not listening to you. Yeah. But, like, our instincts, I mean, she understands and comprehends. Like, at 10 months, you could be like, go to the room and grab. Because she yeah. walked really early. Yeah. Go to the room and, you know, get sleepy or whatever. She, yeah. And you just any language, she'll go yeah. get it. I mean, like, there was. She was communicating. There was plenty yeah. of communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we both were like, our instincts were like, what? But she, this woman then turned around and was like really pressured us there was uh-huh. a lot of guilt involved there was a lot of pressure there was and we just we had to like literally step out and uh-huh. like take the time to say okay we don't feel good about this uh-huh. i i my instincts really say that we're okay i at 18 months i'm totally fine to start thinking about this yeah but i don't want to spend the next like three How months old was she, again? she was like 13 15, roughly yeah. i think 13 to 15 months somewhere yeah. in that window i think because you think you go in at 12 months you go in at 15 yeah. months because those are the vaccinations, the vaccinations. so like yeah. 15, so probably months. 15 yeah. months i was like maybe closer to the two-year mark i would be more stressed out about this mm-hmm. but it just felt really early yeah because that was also the early side of the talking and the whole night like, i just right. was like it was really upsetting. Like I yeah, got, yeah. I got both angry. Yeah. That someone would insinuate. Right. That's the other problem is that like if there's a problem, you got to make sure that you're not getting so angry. Yeah. You're not recognizing a real problem. Oh, totally. But uh, I just remember, you know, and 
And lo and behold, at two years old, she's obviously Stefan and my child because she never stops talking. Right. Ever. Yeah. No problems yeah. with the talking. Right. Um, with Ellis, everybody can remember it was the walking. Yeah. He talked really early. Uh, he didn't walk till like almost 18, between 17 and 18 months. And he's kind of standing up around 16 months. Yeah. But walking for real. Yeah. I, you know, and that, but again, I never doubted that he was going to walk yeah but it still was hard because it was I hard. Re- like we can go back and yeah hear, like i remember b- mainly because of other people, people saying stuff to you that's like right oh he's gonna walk just one day he's gonna get up and walk he's gonna do it tomorrow and you were just like thanks yeah for, i know I'm i know he's gonna pretty walk. sure we're gonna like, walk. are you just saying that because you think he's not gonna walk like that's right yeah so like they we had so we had both of these moments the two big yeah. ones walking and talking which then led into all the all the helpful things people wanted to say, which right. were like, well, you know what they say. You know, uh, if you talk early, you walk later. If you walk early, you talk later. That's right? That's not true for either of my kids, <laughs> but go ahead. But I'm like, but in my house, it clearly is proven. Ellis talked at uh-huh. 10 months, but walked at 18. Oh, interesting. Katie Bell yeah. walked at 10 yeah. months, but didn't start talking until 18, 19 months. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, which is, again, you're always, most of those things come out of the, the dichotomy of your own family. Right. Boys do this and girls do this. Right. In your house. Because that's how it is in your house. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, or yeah. then you get, well, boys walk later. Girls yeah. talk later. Yeah. 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 None of those things, I think, are 100% scientifically proven but not what this show is ever about. Yeah. Um, send your emails on, to Jesse Thorne yeah. <laughs> at MaximumFun.org. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of like my experience, yeah. which was both my kids did something on the later end mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Lots of people had opinions about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was lots of me being worried and judging myself and feeling like shit about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so great. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> developmental milestones really helpful to new parents do they stop this is just a random question you may not know the answer to but like developmentally because yeah. you're like, again Ellis is like two and a half and I, I mean we go in and they ask us questions but he's doing anything they ask us so I don't think of them as milestones anymore you know like oh, when uh-huh. they're like is he doing this is he pinching is yeah. He? I'm like yeah I guess he, yeah he is he's pinching his does sister. he answer to his name yeah. does he like, say, does he look yeah. in the mirror and point at yeah, himself yeah there's right? lots of things yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was that whole forum yeah. the school made us pick yeah, the him right. yeah the schools do it because I know like even in pre-k last year they were like working with Simon on like throwing a ball and yeah. like, hopping on one foot and stuff <laughs> see but that's for me where I'm like <laughs> I I don't know if that's a milestone, milestone? or they're, but it is, they are checking for like developmental delays or just things that kids could work on, you well, know? Well, right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the conversation is not to dis, you know, uh, I no, don't know. It's, none of it is like to just say, okay, you get an F at being a person. Right. Like, or fuck milestones. They're yeah, great yeah. guys. Don't even like, no, no, I'm no. just trying the to figure out, yeah. like, are there further ones that carry Later. the same weight as, like, talking. I don't think so. But I wonder, I is reading so. one of them? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, reading, that's, like, a big one that we've hit in this whole window of kindergarten to second yeah. grade where some kids were reading walking into kindergarten. Right. Right? There's always, like, one or two of those kids, uh, which those poor parents got, how did you do this? And right. We did nothing. We did yeah, nothing. I don't know. Uh, we read to our kids and our kids started reading. Yeah. It's no different that, you know... Versus us reading to Katie Bell every day of her, you know, yeah. life. But she didn't start really reading until uh, halfway through first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think of the 
the other side of the like uh, when you hit these milestones, if they're not being hit, you know, I have a friend uh, who was concerned about her son's reading as early as kindergarten and going into first grade. And all, everybody was saying, including teachers and doctors, everybody was saying, well, we don't really check until second grade because mm-hmm. it takes kids so long. Mm-hmm. Like they really it can be anywhere between kindergarten and really the end of second grade and for some people even later mm-hmm. you know to to read uh so we're not gonna but her instinct mm-hmm. was something is off mm-hmm. something is wrong which is the opposite of the my instinct is my kid's fine yeah and this will sort itself you're out you're telling me it's wrong but it's not yeah. yeah and so you know she had to really push and go through a lot of steps to get yeah that's hard her son tested and turns out he yeah. does have dyslexia yeah. right yeah, so I guess I just throw that it's out hard, there yeah. in that, like, because I do think this really falls into a serious discussion about trusting your own instincts oh, as uh-huh. parents, yeah. right? Like, you've obviously uh, getting insight and counseling from professionals yeah. is absolutely useful. Yeah. And then you've got to sit down and think, what do I really think is happening here? Right. Right. Like, yeah. and, and is there anything for, that I should be, should be doing, doing or like can do right. to like help At this situation? Stage. Yeah. A lot of times there isn't. And yeah. I also think that like a lot of that stress and like judging and comparing and confusion about those early baby miles, mm. milestones, especially as like a new parent, um, really is just like one of those things that like it's almost like a milestone for us as right. as parents as as people because it's something to go through like it's and it yeah. actually does give you a lot of experience because you learn from those moments like oh that instinct that i had that everything yeah. was okay or that everything was not okay that was right on or like Very oh good. that fear that i had about this i can learn from the fact that that was just fear that right. was just not that was nothing and that's just i can let that stuff go and like i think it is actually really a growing process well as well i, I want to add to that that i also think it's a great learning for for parents for us for individuals for everybody the acceptance that there it's not a reflection of you if yeah. your kid walks at 18 months right it's not he's not right. not walking right. at me right? exactly like i didn't it's not because it's of not something because you and Stefan did to him right like, yeah, yeah exactly you could have 10 more kids and every single one of them would be, be different. completely different yeah. correct so yeah. like i think there's that's another please good, have 10 more kids oh my god god <laughs> <laughs> Stefan was like i had a dream you were pregnant i was like get out of the <laughs> uh, just don't even come near me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. Okay. So, those are so uh, we've just come to peace with the fact that there's we can trust our instincts. We can also appreciate and accept that most of those developmental milestones are not something we can control. Right. Now, let's talk about never letting our children go to kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the emotional one. The other milestones that we can that control, we can control. If we're crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like making my list and there were like I realized the things that I was adding to my list of what were milestones yeah. were not at all developmental. Yeah. <laughs> they were like it was the like, you know, preschool. Yeah. 
kindergarten. But like, there's also this weird category of like milestones that I'm like, you know, uh, getting up and making yourself breakfast right. and watching cartoons and not coming in to bother me. Right, or like yeah. the milestone for Katie Bell of like, stop coming out and telling me you want to do something bad. Just go in your room and right. draw on the wall already. Like, yeah. like, or like Simon staying in his bed at night when yeah. I say goodnight. Like that was a milestone. Oh, that was definitely a huge milestone. That's a good one. You know? like, that's a good one. Yeah. No, I think that there are these sort using of- Using the potty. Yeah, using the potty. Being that's, totally potty independent. Well, see, that's one of those That's ones. another one I that think, people don't talk about, but it's huge. But I think the potty thing, mm. I as soon as you said it, I was like- I think that's one of the ones that gets fucked up, that crosses the line, that's in the blur. Because it happens after all these series of developmental milestones, Mm, these actual mm -hmm. ones. I think it's very easy to get potty training mixed up with true developmental milestones Mm. versus... Just growing up yeah. milestones. Yeah. Because Learning you're like, to do stuff for yourself milestones. Is that kid yeah. using the potty? Is that, yeah. you know, why isn't he using the potty? Why yeah. she should be. Like, yeah. I mean, I, but like to me, the potty, like that fall, that's one that feels bigger than say kindergarten. Everybody's going to go to kindergarten. Right. Right. Like right, that right, you're right. all going to do that. Yeah. Usually by the time kindergarten hits, most things have sorted itself out. But like the crib. Yeah, to bed crib is a milestone. Is a milestone. That's totally a milestone. Uh, yep. Ending breastfeeding or yep. bottles. Yep. That's, you know. Both milestones. That's right. Yep. And then the five years of ending picky eating is hopefully. Oh, God. Hopefully going to be a milestone one yes. day. Are there any milestones that like you you really want to see that you're like, I'm ready for my kids to be old enough or to do X, Y, and Z. Is there any? Yes. Okay. What is yours? I want. <laughs> you want this one to come out of you while oh, yeah. you're talking. I want eating. to give birth to a third <laughs> a, child. Eight-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want Simon to not need me to, like, remind him to go use the mm. potty or, like, which I could stop doing. Right. But I'm just, I can't. It's like he's wiggling. He's yeah. like, we're in the middle of something. I'm like, go use it. Like, yeah. Or I have to tell him, like, okay, you go use the potty. By the time you come back, your snack is on the table or right. whatever. Like, I just wish I never had to talk to him about the bathroom ever again. <laughs> like, I wish he would, like, go in there, shut, right. the go- shut the door whenever he needed to, take care of business, and then come back out. And right. we would never have to talk about it. That's like, right. And I know I'm talking about this as though it's a fantasy that will never happen. <laughs> and actually, in reality, it will happen eventually. You know, college milestone. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. That's a good one. Do you yeah. have one for Oscar? I just want him to use potty. Potty, period. Yours are yeah. all very potty related. Yeah. I mean, those are huge. <laughs> those are big. You know, especially know. with another baby coming because I know I'm about to do the diaper. You know, the <sighs> the newborns with like the eight a day diaper yeah, situation. So whatever. Many diapers. You know? Yeah. I just let that one walk around pantsless. Yeah. Yeah. That will help. Maybe I will do that. There's nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing like setting yourself up for success. Do newborns walk around? They, yeah, they, they do. do. I remember milestones, guys. <laughs> From 10 minutes ago. I don't know how newborns work. I've already, I have, for the record, I think I have repeatedly said I forgot everything about babies <laughs> until I had another one. Yep. And I've already blocked it out. Yep. Uh, yeah. You don't need that information. It's actually really smart of your brain to let get go a, of that. Get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. For 
Katie Bell. I don't know. She's like really crossing a bunch of the big like seven year old emotionally developing. Yeah. You know, she's like we're listening to true modern music that only she likes. Mm-hmm. You know, milestones. Mm-hmm. You're like, what are you singing about? Yeah. Or she's about to we're about to do a slumber party coming oh, up cool. uh, with a with a best friend kind of, and we're getting a best friend sort of oh, thing. That's cool. Like yeah. we're hitting a lot of the like oh we're like big kids. We're big passing kids into like. Really yeah. autonomous, like, you know, kid yeah. kind of thing. And then uh, with El, so I guess for her, it's just, I guess I'd like her to take on the, I will get up and just take care of Ellis and make us all breakfast while you sleep. It's mm. <laughs> never gonna happen. Uh, until Ellis is old enough to do it himself. Yeah. Ellis, I guess it's, I guess I'd like the fully put yourself like the sleep like how I do with Katie Bell like where we just put her in the room we say yeah. goodnight we've done the routine yeah. and then she turn off her own light like, yeah. I really like that about what it's she's really doing nice. it's like yeah. really nice it's so nice I'm really excited for Simon to start reading oh that's a, like yeah. I'm really excited for that because he's so into books yeah. like I feel like it's gonna be like Any, so yeah. fun it's great yeah him. yeah Katie Bell's reading milestone was magnificent it's so it's, cool. like really a big deal I guess what about milestones that we fear yeah, that? I've gotten over the like Katie Bell goes with a friend in her parents' car, right? Mm, like, yeah. bye, yeah. you know, not even like my grandparents' car, yeah. but like she's getting in the car with another mom yeah. or dad, yeah. and I will see them after right, no they go see a movie yeah. or they do whatever. Like, that was kind of a big that's like my milestone, it's like a parental, yeah, emotional milestone, yeah. Um, the slumber party will be, uh, it's not that I don't want her to do it, but that's just like, oh, now we're, we're going, right? Yeah. Like, I guess eventually we're going to get into, you know, I guess, oh, you know what? There are future physical developmental milestones. There's puberty. That's coming. Yeah. Right? Like, that's one yeah. that we have to pay attention to and remember yeah. that there's more milestones. I don't, you know, I mean, the, all the real ones for both of them. I don't want them getting in a car. I don't want them driving. I, I don't want them like... You know, going to high school and I don't want them smoking and drinking and going to parties. Like, I, I think, but I do, but right. I don't, right. you know, like, I think that part of those emotional milestones, what makes them difficult as they get older mm-hmm. is where the reality of who you were as a kid and the experiences you had as you butted into adulthood mm-hmm. uh, really play into uh, how you view what your kid's going to do, yeah. even if they're not you, because right. they're not you. Right. right. So I guess those are my big fears. What about you? Oh, I don't I didn't have an answer when yeah, I asked it. I was fine. just thinking like cuz I think all of like the letting go ones are yeah. really scary for me. Like yeah. all the like like I often think back to stuff that I did as a kid and think like how did my mom like no, not lose her mind? mind? Like how was that okay? Like even when I like like, my sister and I, like, went backpacking in Central America when I was, I was, like, 20. Yeah. But even that, I'm, like, did my mom lose her mind? That entire time. she knew time. that her two daughters just, like, went down there with, like, no plan, no itinerary. Yeah. No, like, this is the number you can reach, reach us, us at. at. We'll be gone for two weeks. We'll see you when we get back. Like Right. The starting I mean, of every horror film yeah. is what you went and did. And it was fine. Yeah. We had a great time, and it was fine. But, like... 98% and I of the knew, time, it's fine. And I knew yeah. it would be fine. And at the time, I wouldn't have thought my mom, would, like, would be upset that we right. were going. But now, as a parent... I'm just like, oh, my God. 
God. Like, well, I'm going to have to do all this stuff because I have to let my kids live their lives. So that's what it is. That's the final end of our conversation yeah. is what are your milestones as a parent that you mm, have to get yeah. through? And I think the biggest one is letting fucking go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's too early. Never let it go. Got to yeah. sit on my child until... And yeah. the idea that we can protect them from stuff uh-huh. if we don't let them go is false oh, in and totally of itself. False. Like, so, like, realizing that. Yeah, you know? I had one of those moments where I was like, am I... Am I more protective than I thought I was? Like, yeah. am I am I a crazy person? Like, have yeah. I gone too far? Yeah. Am I stunting my own emotional milestones? Right. And am I keeping Katie Bell and future, you know, potentially Ellis mm-hmm. from these sort of traditional mm-hmm. milestones uh, because I'm being protective without even realizing that I was doing, yeah, doing Maybe that. we're just delayed on some of these milestones. <laughs> you can ride we'll your bike there. when you're 15. <laughs> uh. <laughs> One Bed Mother is supported in part by Care.com, which is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Care.com makes it incredibly easy because you can book and pay for care all in one place. This is the place where you can find housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, senior care, and of course, babysitters. (laughs) Fizz and I both have premium memberships. Um, It was really nice to go on there and check out how many caregivers are available right around where I live um, as soon as I put in my zip code. So you guys should check out the premium memberships too. There's a special offer to One Bed Mother listeners. You can save 30% off a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use toward paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform. Visit care.com slash badmother when you subscribe. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. Um. So, Jesse's out of town, and I will admit that I have been enjoying a real luxury for the last few weeks. Since Simon started kindergarten, Jesse takes him to school every mm-hmm. morning, Yeah, which it used to be always my job to do everything for the kids in the morning mm-hmm. and get them to school. But now that Simon has to be there, like, usually, like, it's like an hour and a half earlier than I would normally take Oscar to preschool. Right. Um, Jesse is like happy to get up and out of the house and take Simon. And so, and it's like their like little special time and they go and they do that. And so it was a little getting used to at first to get Simon ready to go by like 740. Like that was new, but like I did it and like we got on a roll with that. But now Jesse's out of town and I, I have to, like, I can't take everyone to bring Simon to school and then come back home and like, Try and get finish him ready. getting ready yeah. and then go because it, it would 
by the time I got to work, it would be like 11 a.m. Right. If I did all that back and forth and coming home and leaving again and too much transition yeah. and all that. So I just I have to get us already, all three of us out the door by 740 and get Simon to school. And, you know, because he's in kindergarten, you park you park kind of yep. far away. There's a lot of cars. You walk in. It's kind of a long walk. You walk down a big, yeah, yeah. huge staircase. Well, it's not staircase because I'm using the stroller. So we go down a big hill, around a big thing, whatever. It's it's a whole thing. It's a probably a 35-minute yeah. thing. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to have to do this. And it's not just like one day. I have to do it a lot of days. Yeah. Like, Jesse's gone for 16 days. I have to do it a lot of times. And so the first day that I did it was last Wednesday. And like, oh, God, we were late and like we were rushing. I mean, he he made it to the yeah. line. Like I didn't like make him late for school, but we were running late yeah. and I was stressed and I wasn't being nice to the kids and I was sweating yeah. and I was like r- just rushing and I didn't have the stroller in the car for Oscar, but I knew it was such a long walk. I could, you know, I'm pregnant. I can't carry Oscar yeah. the whole way. I, I was like, we're going to, you know, so I had to, I had to run back in the house multiple times. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. We did it. We got there. But, and Simon did such a good job. He was like rushing with me and I'm like, yeah. I promise tomorrow we'll do better. You did a great job today. This was me. This was me. Right. And like, sure enough, like the next day was like a little better. It was like probably five minutes better. And then the Friday, I just fucking nailed the shit out of it. Like I just, I was in a good mood. I was like on time. I mean, I wasn't relaxed, but I like got the steps done that I needed to do by the time to do everything and I was polite to my children and they were happy and we just did it and we were on time for the line and everything I mean I just oh I felt so good it's like that first trip on a plane right like it's the the first time you're by yourself with the kids good job that is excellent thank you good job thanks uh so Ellis uh, not We've been having a string of like not really to just go to bed when it's time to go to bed, mm. and there have been ups and downs, a lot of downs. And one of the um, one of the things I remembered after a long stretch of it not going well in one evening, mm-hmm. the very last thing I did was I remembered something Teresa had done a long time ago, which was make. Ellis uh, a burrito. Mm-hmm. She made Simon a burrito. So I was like, oh, Ellis, I'm going to make you a burrito. He didn't know what the fuck a burrito is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm jamming everything in there. You're making him into a, a burrito. burrito. Yeah. That night, it went great. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. The next night, let's go be a burrito. And it just turned to shit. And it turned to shit like three nights in a row. This like burrito. Because as soon as he gets loose, mama, the burrito was undone. Mm. Right? Like, it, And it's super upsetting. And I, she can't. I'm like, the burrito's going to come undone. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Not as a burrito. Or don't move. Or like, mm-hmm. you just become great. And like, I was like, oh. This is, uh, like, everything was just, like, the worst. Yeah. Uh, and then I was, like, really getting frustrated. And so I was, like, okay, no more burritos. I'm going to make you a big fluffy cloud. <laughs> so I just put his comforter over him and was, like, fluff, fluff, you're a cloud. You're Because the cloud can't come undone. Yeah. It's just. It's just puffy You're and just comfy a big, cozy. puffy yeah. cloud. Yeah. And it worked. There you go. I'm a fluffy cut. And now I can fluffy cloud him every night and it's not going to come undone Mm. and be the most upsetting thing in the history of the world. Good job. Thank you. Hi, my name is Chelsea and I'm calling with a genius moment. I'm a new mom. My daughter is six weeks old and um, my husband and I have three chihuahuas that we've had for several years. So we have... um, 
the puppy pee pads that we use for them um, overnight since they're, they've got small bladders and they're older dogs. Um, and what we started doing when we brought our baby home was putting a pee pad because a couple of times we would have her diaper off or would be mid-diaper change and she would go to the bathroom again, um, which, you know, then you've got to change the cute little uh, cover on the changing table or whatever she's laying on gets wet or messed up. So we started putting down a puppy pee pad on the changing tables, um, and those are perfect because when she decides to do that, you just let her let her go, and then you take up the puppy pee pad and um, the changing table or whatever underneath is good as new, cuts down on laundry, cuts down on mess, and I would highly recommend it to anybody that is changing their children. That's it. Thanks. Love the show. Bye-bye. Dogs, oh, babies, babies, dogs. I think we can all agree they're interchangeable <laughs> in terms of 90% of the things we buy them. <laughs> you know what? I feel like we we may have even had something, a, a similar uh, pee pad like almost two years ago, but I felt it was good to remind people. Yeah. The pee pads are actually really pretty good. Yeah. They're super, you know, it's just easy, throw it away, disposable. I'm going to throw out an additional genius there uh, because I just feel like I just assumed everybody did it. We still to this day, even at Ellis at this age, uh, we as we, we lift up the legs while the diaper's on, mm-hmm. and we slide a new diaper underneath it, mm-hmm. and then change on top of the mm-hmm. other diaper. So if we get the extra pee, it's the, the it second diaper acts as diaper. a pee pad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's a good job. It is I, genius. The, the pee pad is good. I also have an additional genius yeah. to add to this, which is my doula. Back when I was... Um, almost ready to give birth to Oscar, my doula recommended that I get pee pads oh. and I put them in the seat of my car. That's what it was. Yeah. That's because, what it was. Yeah, because, and so I must have talked about it on the That's show. That's it, you did. Because, uh, you know, your water b- can break any time and you may very well likely be driving your car and then your car is ruined. That's <laughs> so, actually really yeah. smart. You should put pee pads in the yeah. car like all the time. For, yeah, like, sure. Especially just, you should put yeah. pee pads in the car seat. Sure. Put a hole in that, that thing for the thing to come through. That's a great idea. Uh, but we should call them... Uh, baby pads and sell them for a hundred dollars right. more. They <laughs> right. should be at least a minimum of fifty percent. They just have like up. a slightly different shape to them. They're, that's how well, they're you, like that's how you, you know can them. buy them in blue or pink. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me. So. We went to swim lessons yesterday, and I forgot to bring goggles mm. for Simon. Oscar doesn't use goggles. Simon has to have goggles. Yeah. He has to have them. Correct. He will not swim without goggles. Don't you know your child? Yeah. <laughs> so, and sure enough, we have three pairs of kids' goggles at home. Well, they're actually adult goggles because my kids have giant heads. Right. But anyways, we have three pairs of goggles for them at home, and I didn't bring any of them. So we're like just barely in time to swim before the lesson, which I kind of have to do with Oscar. Otherwise, he's not warmed up for the lesson and he gets really freaked out. Um, And so we're like on time, just in time to like swim a little bit before the lesson. But I realize we don't have Simon's goggles. So we have to go back out to the lobby and buy some goggles. And we are we get the goggles and somehow it's just busy. So I wait in line for 10 minutes. 
waiting in line for 10 minutes. And then somebody else ends up in front of me because it's a different register. And the person's like, oh, I think she was before you. And I'm like, no, she wasn't. I'm totally rude. I'm like, yeah. no, she wasn't because I'm I'm paying attention because I'm, I've been standing here and I, I, my kids have a lesson. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're super nice. And I'm being an asshole. And Oscar is losing his mind yeah. because he's not getting a new pair of goggles. Right. And I try to explain to him, well, Oscar, you refuse to wear goggles in your lesson. Yep. You can wear your goggles, Ugh. but you don't wear your goggles. Right. So I'm not going to buy you yet another pair, pair of, of goggles. goggles to not wear. Right. But he's flipping out, out because Simon's getting goggles yeah. and he's not. So then my eyes wander over to they have these like little cute little bath toy area thing that you can buy bath toys there, of course, because when you go to swim lessons, what you really want to do is buy, buy bath, bath toys. toys. But whatever. They're always there. My kids always look at them. I never buy them. Oh, you um, did it, didn't you? But I did it. I was like, well, Simon's getting something, so here, you can have the toy. Right. Which is a fail in and of itself. Sure. But I did it. I do it like, all the time. Okay, so right. I did it. And then, so he gets it. He's all excited. Um, But then he wants to open it up and yeah. play with it. Right now. So, okay, okay. So wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. So hold on a second. So I give that to Oscar. That's great. Finally, I get up. Finally, I get to pay. I'm being rude. I realize my wallet's in the car. Oh! Okay, my wallet's in the car. So finally, I convinced them to like let me come in pay later. Yeah, and they're that's fine. They let me do that. So I go in with the kids to get them into the pool. Oscar doesn't want to let go of the new toy, so he loses his mind. Be like full tantrum, full meltdown. I'm bringing him into the water. We're swimming. He's still crying. He's happy to be in the water, but he doesn't care because he's so mad about the toy. By the time I pass him off to his teacher, he's still tantruming about the toy. And I say to his teacher, he's actually, this isn't about you today. (laughs) Because a lot of times it is. (laughs) It's not about you. He's just upset about this thing. So whatever. And so I get out of the pool and I just sit down. I'm just like, Wow. I really fucked that up on like ten different levels. That actually, I will. Admit, it was like a yeah. That's horrible. Whatever. That's horrible. Yeah. Thanks. A lot of that, uh, I don't think actually was your fault. However, because you just decided to leave your house, right? It is. I could. You well, could have yeah, just. If I just remembered the goggles. Ugh. But you know, I always forget something. Yeah, there's something to forget. At there's all times. always something to forget. If only it could be the children. Yeah, <laughs> right. You would have had a beautiful swim day. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So more about the world of sleeping. Yes. Um, and uh, all right. So Ellis, if he like whether it's his froggy, everything changes. Whatever the thing is, he has to sleep with at night. Uh, if he doesn't have it. It's very upsetting. That's fine. That's a given, guys. But if it's something that he can lose throughout the course of the night, then he's going to wake up just like the burrito has fallen apart. Whereas, you know, we had these little koalas, tiny little clip-ons to the end of a pencil koalas. He was sleeping with those. He would wake up five times at night because he couldn't find them. And you have to go in in the middle of the night and find them and give them to him. And that was a whole failure. And we fixed that. <laughs> we fixed that. So I started only giving him things he could sleep with that were big and right. easily findable. Good. Currently, he is sleeping with Froggy and a bouquet of fake flowers. <laughs> Okay, which I'm oh sure are somehow dangerous, but I'm just like, fuck it. Oh, I can amazing. find those in the yeah. middle of the night. Okay. The same night, the same oh night God, that I'm the sorry. Fluffy, I love this so much. The Go same on. night. There's like, this whole the thing is a failure. No, it's almost like Juliet or yeah. Romeo, <laughs> she like a sleep like, with the sweet, flowers. Sweet, sweet, yeah. come to me now. Yeah. Anyway, so like, so she, uh, so anyway, so the same night as Fluffy Cow happened, which was like a good 40 minutes of this kind of shit. Yeah. All right. 
I like all these people's calls from all over the course of like you know doing the show are like flooding in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like burrito. Yeah. This. And I yeah. think about the woman with the magic blanket oh, that yeah. we had recently. Yeah. But we don't have a magic blanket because he knows what all the different blankets are. So I'm right. looking around the room and I'm like, <laughs> I know what will help you. This magic rock. Okay. <laughs> So I go get this rock, and I'm like, this magic rock is going to help you go to sleep tonight. And he's like, oh, magic rock, that's great. Takes it and starts rubbing it on his face. And I'm like, you can't keep the rock in the bed. Immediately, all my normal parenting kicks back in. And I'm like, I can't let you go to sleep with a chokeable rock. You are are rubbing it on your face. I was like, Ellis, you can't put that near your face. I I have to start taking it back. The magic rock is going to have to sleep next to you. And he's like, just leave the room, mama. And I'm like, what? So I can leave the room so you can put it in your your fucking mouth? mouth? I was like, and then I just got crazy. I got crazy. Ellis, this is a magic rock, but it cannot... But it cannot sleep with you at the same bed. It has to be in a magical place, which is and like he doesn't buy any of this. Like he's getting like super upset again because he can't have the rock in the yeah. bed. I start offering him any and everything. This yeah. is where eventually, just imagine the fluffy cloud is coming out of me just needing right. to like puff the blankets right. or really. Fluffy cloud. Um, it just was like, like as soon as I said magic rock, I was like, this is not how that's supposed to work. You are using the, the wrong, wrong magic instrument. So this is definitely a fail. Um, my husband wanted meatball things, and I hate meatballs, so I bought myself special meatballs that were super spicy, jalapeno, pineapple, delicious meatballs that I could have so that I didn't have to eat freaking beef meatballs one more time. And so... I made those up, I made mine, I made his, I served dinner, and the baby, uh, my two-year-old son has the regular beef meatballs, because obviously I don't care some spicy meatballs, but I had to stand up and get something, and I can't even remember what it was that I got, and my husband wasn't paying attention, and didn't really know that they were spicy beef meatballs, or spicy jalapeno meatballs that I had, and so my father snuck and grabbed a spicy beef meatball. A spicy jalapeno meatball, and proceeded to shove the whole thing in his mouth and scream oh. bloody murder uh, because it was super spicy. And he then just clung to me, clung to me so hard for the rest of dinner because now his food betrayed him. And he was so sad, and it was so awful. So fail on both our parts. That's all. Love the show. Bye. Well, you have failed in that now your child will never trust meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) One less thing you can ever serve. That's right. Now you, so as your child becomes the pickiest eater in the world, meatballs off the list. (laughs) Those are my go-to in my house, guys. The meatballs. Well, probably not the worst thing you could have done to ruin your child on eating something of Mm -hmm. some kind. Uh, but that does like the spicy when kids get the it's, spicy, it hurts. it hurts. It's like painful. It is. Yeah. Unless you're an old, you know, all your taste buds have been, been burned, burned off, off like me, yeah. uh, who can just pour a hot sauce just right in my mouth. <laughs> um, well, you're doing a horrible job feeding yep. your family. Terrible. <laughs> just terrible. You are the greatest mom I've ever known.
What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester, or Norwich? Not like that. Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns or sexual innuendo? Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street, and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it? International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world trade jokes and stories and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Good news, everyone. There are still a few tickets remaining for the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. We've just announced a dazzling new addition to the Bullseye lineup. Sharon Horgan, creator and star of the hit shows Pulling and Catastrophe, as well as a new show, Divorce, which launches soon on HBO. Comedian Josie Long, Veep creator Armando Iannucci, and musician Romare round out the Bullseye lineup. But the fun doesn't stop there, friends. International Waters and Judge John Hodgman tickets are still available, too. Do not sleep on this. Feast your eyes on the juicy full lineup and grab your tickets right now at MaximumFun.org. Teresa. Yes. Uh, no guest today. Sadly, there was a little bit of a scheduling conflict, uh, but that's okay. It is. We got to bask in the glory of milestones. Yep. Probably a little longer than we, <laughs> that, that is good for us. <laughs> it did go to a totally different place. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if that stays in the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the real guests, as always, is you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially those who are having a tough time mm. and need to call in and have a little breakdown. Let's listen to a mom rant. Hi. I'm calling with what would be a rant if I had more energy. Um, so it's almost my son's first birthday. And a week or so ago, my nanny was out of town for a week. My mom came to visit to uh, help us out with the child care. So I didn't have to take six whole days off. My husband's at a conference uh, in town, which is great that my mom came to visit. But then that means there were four adults and a baby living in our little tiny urban two-bedroom apartment because my brother-in-law is staying with us temporarily while he looks for a job. Um, so I was running back and forth from my office trying to make meetings and be there with my mom and kid. And then I got a stomach bug and then I got a really bad yeast infection. And uh, then my mom left. I'm on, oh, I forgot if he even mentioned I have a really big project that I'm working on at work, tight deadline, very important. So I was like trying to get a whole week's work of, worth of work done in half days. So then my mom left and uh, my husband got sick with a pretty bad like upper respiratory infection. He can't do any baby care because the baby absolutely cannot catch this cold because he had to go to the hospital to get a CT scan, which he has to be... Uh, you know, sedated for, so he can't have any respiratory problems. He's getting a CT scan because the doctors think that he might have a problem with his skull, that if he does have, the recommended treatment for is, like, skull reconstruction surgery. 
and I just haven't had so I was trying to get this week caught up from last week but now I spent all of yesterday at the hospital instead of working and now nobody can tell me when the CT results are going to come back and I normally bike to work but I haven't had the time to do any biking I've just been taking Ubers to work every day so I haven't got a chance to work out in like several weeks I'm really tired I just I need a break and I hope my baby's okay yeah you need a break yeah you need a break and I really hope your baby's okay you're doing a remarkable yeah job I kind of like really respect the even keel of yeah. that rant. Oh, totally. Right? Like, I'm yeah. like too tired to even really lose it. Right. Right? Yeah, like, I've, yeah, she's yeah. clearly I entered the mode. Yeah. She's entered the mode yeah. where we, she probably has gone the whole spectrum yeah. over this, but now we have just entered this like weird acceptance stasis mode of yeah. like, there's a lot going on. All of it's too much. Half of that would be too much. Yeah. A third of that would be too much yeah. for anyone. And and you just are sort of in this weird plane with it. And I, I just, that's it. That's yeah. too much. It is legitimately too much what you're dealing with. And you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you're amazing. She, I mean, she didn't say anything awful about any of the people and her family during that whole thing, which is like I know. the most remarkable thing Ever and an easy place to vent, you know, like an oh, easy yeah. place to take shots at when I you're know. super stressed out. I know. And I, like, again, each one of those things happening in your life is worthy of a full on meltdown, mm-hmm. right? And I just, I am just truly amazed at you. Me too. I, I, you know, and here's the thing is you're doing everything correctly and that you can do. Yeah. I I just. You're really doing your best. You really. And your best is really good. Yeah, it is. Better than a lot of people's best, I think. (laughs) You're not handing magic rocks at people and then taking (laughs) them away. Like, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And your family is very lucky to have you. Uh, yes. It is incredibly generous uh, sharing your house uh, with your brother. Yep. It's, it's remarkable. Your husband is incredibly lucky to have you yes. uh, so that he can get better. Uh, and your work is incredibly lucky to have you yep. for you trying to put this effort in. Yep. And you'll do it. Most important, your child mm-hmm. is incredibly lucky to have you. Yes. You're remarkable. You are. Yeah, you're great. Doing an amazing job. Yes, you are. Teresa, what did we learn today? Well, we learned as always that without a guest, we can still take an hour and a half to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> we learned, I think we actually learned a couple of interesting things. Developmental milestones are, ha, are incredibly valuable. They're not a cause for panic or alarm. They're not a cause for judging yourself or judging others. And they're not a cause for guilt, right? You're either going to hit that milestone or you're not. And you're going to take the actions that need to be taken about that, right? Mm -hmm. But there's nothing else you can actually do. So we got to let go of the guilt about developmental milestones. 
We also learned that emotional milestones should make us feel like shit all the time. Because <laughs> because why is our child not on the potty right this minute? Why are they still in the crib? Why are they still have the pacify? Oh, a lot of that's probably us. Uh, no, no. I, I think that with that second half, actually, what I kind of took away from that was, all right, a lot of that is almost easier to fall into the trap of what am I doing yeah. wrong? Or did I screw that up? Or... Uh, or I'm so great, everybody else is horrible, yeah. you know? And, and I feel like those are trickier. Mm-hmm. And, and I, for me, I, I think I think it's once again just, like, letting go of some of those things. Yeah. Um, and, the, and when you can, like, using the, like, the comparing your kids to other kids or your family to other families, like, you can get valuable information from that mm-hmm. and you can gain insight into like what you want for yourself. Like if you see somebody and you're jealous of them that they're doing a right. better job at something you think, that's okay to feel yeah. that because it's giving you information about something you want or something you want to be able to do. Right. Some of which may be in your power to do. Yeah. But like it's it's balancing that with the with the like negative side of comparing the like feeling like why is my kid not doing something that some other kid is doing or why am I not able to do this or why you know well also I think and we didn't even touch on this but I think that sort of like pressure that when you see your kid not doing something Mm -hmm. and I think this falls more into the sort of emotional you know milestones that people uh, that we have uh we can really feel the pressure that they should be, but maybe that's just not your kid. Right. And it's accepting that's yeah. not my kid. So yeah. my kid's never going to go to a slumber party because yeah. they fucking hate it. Right? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And it's totally fine. Or, you know, my kid needs, you know, her lovey until she's, you know, 22 yeah. Yeah. or maybe forever. And that's yeah. okay. Or my kid always cries at drop-off. There are right. plenty of kids that just cry at drop-off. And, and are fine later. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, I think... Yeah, I think we have to keep that pressure in check. I think we have to keep that like, uh, you know, just because you were really good at something or you struggled with something Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean that's true for your kids. Mm -hmm. And we have to be careful that at those milestone moments, whatever they are, developmentally or emotionally, uh, we don't let our internal pressure get the better of us, Mm -hmm. you know, and just... Trust ourselves and trust our kids. Oh, don't make me trust my children, Teresa. You know what we forgot <laughs> to mention? I have to say this. Yeah. The flawed, skewed memories that people have of mm. when people pass milestones. That is a good we point. We need to just acknowledge, too, because I think a lot of what we think, like, I think, like, Jesse's, Jesse's parents and my parents both told us that we were speaking in complete sentences when we were 12 months old. <laughs> And like, and like, Simon was an early talker, but we were like, I, there's no way that Jesse and I were both speaking right. in complete sentences when we were twelve. Like, maybe we were early talkers, but right. no, sorry, but not that. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's lying. No, but nobody's lying. But like, it's the people skewed. forget, and that's that's thirty years ago. Right. You know, we forget things that happened two years ago, A or, month get, or ago. get it mixed up. You <laughs> yeah. know, like for Simon's kindergarten forms, they asked about like how how early did he walk? How early did he talk? How early did? And some of them do stick in my mind. Yeah. Some of them I get mixed up with Oscar. 
Yeah. Some of them I just don't really know, so I just think, I just write down something general, you yeah. know? You go to your milestones sheet, and you go, yeah. that's when that's supposed to happen, so that's when that's that happened. That's probably when that happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so they, don't compare yourselves yeah. also to... <laughs> your memories. Your memories or someone else's memories. Good, good valid point. <laughs> uh, everybody... You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. I mean, this is hard. Even if we didn't have rants, geniuses, and fails, every day that you walk outside of your house is proof that this is difficult and that you're doing a remarkable job. That's right. Okay? Um, So uh, give yourself a break. Pat yourself on the back. Make sure you look in the mirror and point at yourself and say you're doing a good job (laughs) because you are. And sometimes that's where we need to hear it the most. Yep. Especially around all these tricky milestone things. Yep. Teresa. Yes. You're doing a remarkable job. Thank you. You really are. I know that you're in the throes. Yeah, I'm in it. So are you, though. Thank you. We're all in it. Yeah, we are. We're just all doing it. We're all doing it. Just paddling our canoes. All I want is to get Simon to school by 8.06 every morning. If I do that, everything Everything else is okay. I think that's a totally reasonable goal (laughs) to set for yourself. And and everything else just gets flushed outside of that. I think that's perfect. Thank you. Everybody, hang in there. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you are listening. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.